Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, here we are today. We're talking to Wayne Walker. He's a professional speaker and trainer known for creating innovative programs on varied topics, including stress management, which is, is very pertinent for today, sales management training for leading businesses and corporations. He is a certified hypnotherapist. You've impacted the lives of many people with his in-depth knowledge about different personality types and the ability to about self-improvement. So uh, welcome. Appreciate that. I- I'm glad to have you today. I think it's a great time to talk to you, uh, especially about stress management with everything going yeah. on with Virus. We're in Pennsylvania. Uh, our governor shut down, pretty much shut down the whole state, shut down businesses, um, just adding to more stress for everyone on the daily basis. And with nobody knowing really what's going on, it's bringing more stress and anxiety to people. How can the normal person deal? Well, you know what? That, that's. It's just like anything else. You have to deal with the things that you can control and. Uh, that you can move yourself and then the other things is just relax and go with the flow my clients right now i'm being contacted with anxieties and and uh ultimately goes into depression uh stress it starts out as stress and then goes into anxiety and then it goes into depression them trying to figure out how they can control things when a lot of the stuff that we that we experience, we have the illusion of control. We don't really control anything because there's so many variables uh, or that spokes and wheel, if you will. Uh, so the bigger question is how do we how do we accept that and be okay with not having control? And uh, it's different for different people. I mean, it's it, it depends on the individual. Uh, so, you know, in my own area, we're shut down. I'm in the state of Texas. Uh, we're shut down. And I was reading earlier this morning that there's been a spike in uh, domestic abuse because mm. everybody's so confined. And, you know, obviously that's not the way to handle it. But how do you handle it? And it's just, it, it's hard sometimes. Uh, sometimes when I work with people, I can get them through that in a couple of sessions. And depending on how vested their their interest is into maintaining or hanging on to the anxiety or the stress, because people have to be willing to let that go. If they're not willing to let it go, then there's not anything that anybody can do. It doesn't matter whether they're taking pills or going to a medical uh, doctor. It just they have to be willing to let that stuff go uh, and just chill. That's the biggest thing where that I try to teach people is just chill. You know, we've got a tremendous opportunity here right now. I don't, you know, everybody is, is looking at the negative and, and, you know, we're, we're in our house, we can't do anything. We're, we're out of work. We're, we're going to lose our job. What's going a lot of what I've seen is a lot of companies that are willing to, to work with people on, you know, on their, on their mortgages, on their car payments and like, cause this is a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, but I think that after we go through this, that we're going to be better for it. And uh, we just have to get through it because it's going to it's going to identify some things or areas that we've had questions about, such as remote working remotely from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are 
there and a lot of companies have said well you know that doesn't fit our 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 parameters of how we work well they've been forced to do that and in that they discovered that they can work from home that there's there's different things that they have to uh, make changes to and they and they adjust those things but by the time they're done they've gone through this we're going to see a completely different society all the way from going to school kids going to college remote again remote learning and all of this stuff here hey do we need these college campuses do we need all of this i mean there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to come out of this how, how did you get involved with helping people well <laughs> Uh, when I was a kid, I was a, a, I was martial artist, and I started martial arts when I was 11 years old. And here in the state of Texas, I started kickboxing at 17, and I was training one day, and a friend of mine came over to watch the training, and he brought one of his friends, who was an acquaintance of mine, he was an older gentleman, uh, he was a psychologist, and he happened to be a hypnotist as well. So after I got done with my training, he said, you know what, he said, you need to let me hypnotize you. And I go... I had no idea what hypnosis was, never heard of it. He says, I said, well, what does it do? He goes, you know what, it'll help you. I said, sure. So he started working with me, took me through a few sessions of hypnosis and got me to the point to where he could say two words and would put me in that zone of hyp hypnosis. And I would be in hypnosis during my fight. And I would wow. hear the bell go off to start the fight, the bell to end the fight, and everything in between I don't remember. I just, wow. I don't remember. And at the time when kickboxing was being introduced, it was a small community. And uh, again, here in the state of Texas, a lot of times we'd fight people that we knew uh, at our matches. And a guy came up to me after he was done. He goes, man, he says, I don't know what was going on with you. He says, but I have, hit, I, hit, I have never hit anybody as hard as I hit you. And he said, you just kept coming. And I said, dude, I said, I don't remember anything. So it just, that was what sparked my interest in it. And over the years, uh, being in sales and sales management and general managing, I've always uh, gravitated toward uh, understanding personalities and uh, learning styles and every, all of this different stuff. And then uh, uh, back in the late 90s, I went through a divorce, moved back to Los Angeles and opened up the LA Times. And there was a, a full page ad that said, learn how to hypnotize free. And it was from a, a local well, actually, at the time, it was the only accredited school in the country that taught hypnosis. So I called them on Monday, went down there. They had a two-week course that they were giving away free. It was three nights a week. You come in, you do it. And then afterwards, if you want to pursue it, then you can enroll into the school. So I went through the two weeks. I just found it fascinating. I said, absolutely, I want to enroll. So I went to school for two years. And during that two years, I learned more about probably more about people than I care to know. Uh, but I learned a lot about, I became certified handwriting analysis, past life regression, and all these different modalities of these, of these different aspects of hypnosis. And I did that with absolutely no desire of turning it into a business or ever doing it as a professional. I did it because I wanted the information. Uh, and I worked with a few athletes after that, being, again, the martial arts and that. And then uh, about six years later, I had a direction in my, uh, what I wanted to do in terms of my uh, working world. And I said, hypnosis. And I started that and I did uh, some hypnosis shows for uh, fundraisers for different organizations. And out of that, I got clients. And then from that point there, it just kind of snowballed. Uh, and then I got down here in South Texas about eight years ago and have been doing hypnosis pretty much uh, the whole time that I've been down here. What is reflective hypnosis? <clears throat> reflective mind hypnosis. That's the name of my company uh, okay. is what reflective mind is. Uh, I've always been one of uh, I've always been a person and this is going back. Uh, I've always reflected on myself. I've never been one to look at the external or anybody else uh, in terms of my successes or failures. Uh, it's one of the reasons I gravitated toward martial arts rather than uh, to organize sports. You know, I figured if I was gonna lose, I wanted to lose. I didn't wanna have to rely on other individuals to win or lose and be a cog in the wheel, if you will. 
and, and that's the way I've kind of looked at life. I've always reflected on myself. If I've not been able to accomplish something, if I've not, if I failed or if I've gotten, you know, if I'm good at it, what is it I'm doing and what is it I can do better? What more information do I need uh, and become a student of whatever it is that I'm going after? Uh, so that's where the name for reflective mind came into. Uh, and that's what I try to get across to people. You, you know, when you look in the mirror, the person looking back at you is the one that you need to be dealing with. And mm. that's because that's the only one that you have control over. That's awesome. That's a great name, too. Um, so I've personally been hypnotized before in the past for various reasons. Um, and I, I think it's awesome. But what can you tell the the people who maybe don't believe or who are maybe a little afraid of it um, that it can benefit them? Well, you know what I try. People always, a lot of people come in come in very apprehensive about, you know, am I going to lose control? Am I going to be, you know, am I going to do something I don't want to do and all this, <clears throat> all this stuff? And I always tell people, you know what, hypnosis is a natural phenomenon that you already experience, and the average person goes in and out of hypnosis every day, anywhere from five to seven times a day. If you've ever been in a car and driving from point A to point B, and you get to point B and go wow, did I stop at that stop sign? Because you're lost in thought, okay? Uh, that's a form of hypnosis. Uh, if you've ever sat around and just kind of daydreamed and got lost in thought, that's a form of hypnosis. So it's a natural phenomenon that we already experience. The unfortunate thing is, is that we, we don't know how to utilize it. We don't understand it. It's just, you know, we, we go along in life thinking that the programming that happens in our subconscious mind, and trust me, it does have to be programmed, <clears throat> that it does it by happenstance. We don't have control of that. When we're born, we're born with two things, and that's two fears. That's a fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. That's, that's what we're born with. Everything else is a learned response. Now, as we go through life and starting with our, our ch as a child, uh, and unfortunately, when parents have children, they don't come with owner's manuals. They don't come with instructions. They Parents will raise their children how they've been raised, or if they're really smart, they'll say, hey, I want to be a better parent than my parents were. What can I do differently? But for the most part, they follow the trend. And the old, the old saying as well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Well, there's a reason for that. Uh, when we're kids from the age zero to about eight years old, we have no critical mind, meaning that there's no filter. That, that subconscious is open. We're getting imprinted, bombarded with uh, language skills, survival skills, math skills, all these different things that we have to utilize in order to survive. And then about seven or eight, nine years old, that critical veil starts coming down and that becomes the filter into the subconscious mind that we're you're either going to reject it or accept it all right well with hypnosis what we do is we go back and we lift that critical veil to open up the subconscious mind for additional programming or to replace something that has been imprinted from years ago 90 percent of the people that i work with are, are adults but most of the stuff that i deal with comes from their childhood the way that they look at the world, how they react to things. You know, they say, well, I, you know, my dad do this and I always do that. I don't understand da, 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 da. I've had 60 year old men sitting in my office or online like we're doing, and they're having an emotional breakdown because of stuff that they've gone through with their parents years and years and years and years before. That stuff still affects them. Well, we that has to be replaced. It has to be desensitized. You have to we have to move it out of the way so it does not become or continue to become a part of the process in which you react or you make decisions. And that's what I do in hypnosis. And I always tell people, look, when you go into hypnosis, you're going to be you're going to be more in control of yourself than you ever have been. Uh, if at any time that you feel that the the subconscious mind feels that it's going to be uh, that you have to wake up, it's going to wake you up like just like you're being woke up out of a deep sleep. Because the subconscious mind never sleeps, it's always filtering. And, I, and the example I give them, I said, look, if you're deep asleep at 2 o'clock in the morning and you hear glass, and there's glass that breaks across the house, your subconscious mind is going to go, boom, hey, you need to wake up, something is not right. 
But if you've got a dog that's in the room and it barks occasionally or whatever, subconscious mind is going to filter that out. You're not going to hear it unless the tone of that bark is different. All right. I mean, it's really amazing the way that these things work. So and, and that's what I explain to people. It's just a process by you're going you're to understand yourself better. And by the time we're done with this journey, you and I, by the time we're done, I'm going to have you to the point where you're, I'm going to give you a, a, a very a great gift. And that great gift is understanding how you can utilize hypnosis for yourself to be able to utilize self-hypnosis. Because as I'm working with people, I'm training people on self-hypnosis. Because there are so many times, and even meditation, people will come to me and they'll say, well, you know, I've been trying to meditate for a year and I just don't get it. I said, okay, well, let me hypnotize you. Give me about three sessions. I'll have you, I'll have you five years ahead of anybody else in, in meditation. Because meditation and hypnosis is basically the same thing. Okay, you're still utilizing the subconscious mind. The difference in meditation hypnosis is with meditation, you're trying to cut out the chatter. You're trying to focus. You're trying to get to that, that zone, if you will. Well, if you don't understand what that zone is and you've got no experience in it, then how do you know when you reach it? Whereas in hypnosis, I lead people in that direction and go through a guided imagery or meditation so they have something to compare it to. So when they go back and they say, okay, I now understand, I've gotten emails from people who said, thank you, thank you, thank you. My meditation uh, 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 sessions are completely different. Well, yeah, because you have something to compare it to. All right. It's just like anything else. If you want to learn how to do something, you have to, you have to be taught how to do it. You just can't do it. I mean, well, you can, you can go through the trials and tribulations and, and work out, but why do that? Take the shortcut, mm -hmm. you know? So that's, you know, that's what I try to teach people when I'm, when I'm working with them to, to get them to that point. And you just mentioned that you, you can do it online. Like via just like you and I are doing right now, uh, as of probably about a year and a half ago, uh, all of my sessions were in person here in my local area. Uh, I occasionally had to have people drive three or four hours down uh, from up north to, to meet with me. But right now, probably about 85% uh, of my client is online, what, what, what we're doing right now. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really amazing. It's absolutely, and there's no difference in meeting in person or online as long as I can see the person and take them, you know, through the, through, through the process. It just, you know, as long as they're willing to do it, willing, you can follow some instructions and, and I tell people, look, when you're done here, the best thing you can do is forget you were here. Don't overanalyze it. Don't go back and say, hey, what if, and did I, and that, 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 that. Subconscious mind has its instructions. Just go about your day. It'll start changing. And I tell people, look, I said, you may, your, your wife or your girlfriend or say, kids or what, they will notice changes in you before you realize them yourself. Because we tend not to understand or recognize our own natural self and what we do and don't do because it's just part of who we are but other people because it's once you start changing people notice that it's like a hairstyle well something's different did you have you changed your hair oh yeah I, i'm doing my hair differently well people notice that stuff you it does you know behind your eyes you don't notice things about yourself what are some things that you commonly help people with with hypnotizing them Oh my gosh. Uh, again, anxiety, depression, PTSD. Uh, it, it could be uh, fears, phobias, stop smoking, lose weight, uh, uh, self-image. Uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the saying is, is, you know, sometimes we're our own worst enemy. We, we say what, that we want one thing, but our actions counter will go against that. Well, that's a, that's a flaw in the programming that we have. Okay, it could be fear of success, fear of failure, and on and on and on and on and on. I mean, you know, I I dealt with so many different things. No person is the same. And when I worked with people, for example, I had a, a lady that I was working online in. I think she is in Minnesota, but she was stop smoking. I have a ninety-seven percent success rate with smokers. Okay? Wow. All right. 
And there's a reason for that. One of the reasons because of the way that I interview people, uh, because I have my own ego to protect. I like to have success. All right. So I weed out those individuals that I know are not going to succeed for because I have certain questions that I ask and I'm looking for certain answers and I watch the body language. And if I get a if, if, if I get a hiccup in any of that, I don't accept them as a client. OK, because I don't need the money. I don't want I, I, I want success for you. OK, uh, but she came to me for stop smoking uh, and but she had other issues going on. To find out there wasn't an issue that, that, that she, she didn't have a problem with smoking. She had an issue with stresses at work and dealing with her bosses and what they were placing on her and the stresses. And she used smoking as a way to cope with that. So I could go through all the hypnosis that I wanted with her to quit smoking. But until she dealt with the stresses and, and, and were able to put that in perspective, she was going to continue to run to smoking in order to deal with this issue over here. So all we did is refocus where we went. I dealt with the stresses over here and she, two weeks later, she naturally quit smoking. Amazing. Because she didn't have to, she didn't have to run to that. So, because so many times when people come to me and say, okay, Wayne, I've got X, Y, and Z that I've got a problem with. I say, okay, I'll take you at your word. Let's go through the first session because the first session will tell me that I take time. Majority of my first session is taking the time, putting them in hypnosis, taking them out, putting them back in conditioning for hypnosis. And then if I have time, I may do some little peripheral work there. But along the way, the body is going to tell me what the issues are. OK, so after that first session, I may say, well, you're telling me X, Y and Z, but based on what I know and based on what the information you've given me as far as your body has given me back, the issues are A, B, and C over here. So let's work on A, B, and C. And, and it could be just A. You deal with A and then B and C disappear and X, Y, and Z fade away. Because X, Y, and Z are the symptoms that have popped up as a result of A or B. So it's 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 taking... It's taking and putting little pieces of the puzzle together and that and understanding the personality types, which is huge for me, because once you understand a person, a person's personality, then you can kind of see the roadmap of how they make decisions of how they were the weaknesses and 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 uh, uh, strengths fall and how they naturally make decisions or as a personality depending on the individual, did they, were they destined to be one personality, but because of the household that they grew up with, in order to survive in that environment, did they put a mask on of a different personality? Well, if that's the case, a lot of people still wear that mask. They've, their personality is, is still not their true personality. So I work with that to remove that mask. Now, I may have to be careful because if they're married, and all of a sudden they pull that mask off, they can become a completely different individual. Okay. So they're no longer the, 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 the amiable person or withdrawn person that they're, that the mask that they wore, they're more of the outgoing person and all that. And now all of a sudden they discover that. Well, if the wife or the husband has married that, now how many, what kind of issues are going to be caused in that relationship? Okay. <clears throat> so I have to go through all of these things because I always ask, I always add these three words to anything that I'm doing. And the, and the, and the, and the phrase is at what cost? Okay. If I'm going to do something, okay, I'm going to do this and this and this at what cost. And I even use, I use that phrase in my personal life for my wife and I, if we may have a, a decision to make, well, we want to do this, 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 and this. At what cost? Because it forces you to look at the ramifications of what can and and the positives. It will accentuate the positives, but it gives you the ability to look at something from a different perspective when you start asking those questions. Have you had um, just some difficult cases where it just? You you know, you did everything that you possibly can. You keep working on it. And maybe it took, you know, three to five different sessions to really uh, to dive in and have somebody 
Well, when, I, when a person starts with me, I always tell them, look, because the number one question is, is how much are the sessions? That's the first question. And the third one is, well, or the second one is, how long is this going to take? The first one I answer real quickly. I know because I know what the cost is going to be. The, 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 the second question is, well, it, you know, on an average, my clients are with me or with me about five sessions. That's it. OK, now I have about 10 percent that will go above that. I have about 10 percent that will need only two sessions or three sessions. The other 80 percent are going to fall right there in the middle of about five sessions. So I tell people four to five sessions is what we're probably looking at because because nothing happens in a vacuum. It's almost like taking aspirin. I tell people if you take an aspirin for a headache, it's going to get rid of your headache. But if you have a pain in your knee, it's going to take that pain as well as well way as well, because that aspirin is going to affect every cell in your body. Hypnosis is going to affect every aspect of your subconscious. You may be you may go in for this one, you know, stop smoking or lose weight or, you know, I want to feel better about myself or I want to I've got some things that I keep dragging up. You may go in for that, but there's going to be ripple effects throughout everything else. It's going to that's 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 going to pop up it's like an old house if you've got an old house it's out of square and you say hey i'm going to i'm going to put the doorway back in square well that's going to affect the other side of the house as well because it's all connected so it's going to have to be addressed and these little things that pop up have to be dealt with as we go along and and i tell people look i can deal with one or two things in a session no more than two things at any given time. If you overwhelm the subconscious mind, it's going to reject everything because it, it, the subconscious mind is very literal. It's very uh, direct. You have to treat it as a child, very specific. And if you get too much in there, it, the, 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 the programming just it does not match up. So if we're working on this a little bit and they call me and say, well, you know, I'm not feeling this. I had a dream. I've got this. I'm, you know, I had a memory that popped up from when I was a kid that I forgot about and this is what happened. Well, that needs to be dealt with. You cannot leave that hanging out. Mm. So we'll do a little release on that the next session and see how that gets handled. <clears throat> but you did, you asked me about a case of uh, if it didn't go well and, and there is, there's, there's been a couple. And, and, and one of them was I had worked with a, uh, with a guy, his wife contacted me about this, that he had not slept in about six years that he'd sleep, two hours, three hours a night. And that's it. And he was not for six years. So I met with him online, did this. And within, within four sessions, I had him sleeping through eight hours. He was sleeping good. Okay. We did some releases. He had some issues that had to be dealt with. Well, anyway, he, he said, you know what? My wife wants to talk to you. So I met with his wife online and, uh, she was wanting to, uh, uh, get past some, some issues from, her childhood. Let me sidebar this for a minute. People will come to me and say, hey, look, I don't remember certain things of my childhood. Can you help me? I go, yeah, I probably can. And this is vital for me. And again, it's those three words. I can do that at what cost? Mm -hmm. Because if they have missing memories, they can't remember things from their childhood. There's a reason for that. Okay. And I always tell people, I said, look, I said, the good Lord, he was wise enough to put our eyes in front of our head and not the back for a reason. That's to look forward. And I said, if you've got missing time in the back, we have to look at this and say, is how is it affecting you today? Is it keeping you from living a productive life? If we overcome this, at what cost? What other can of worms could I possibly be opening or that to change family dynamics? I mean, this is huge. I mean, these things have to be looked at. So, Going back to the client, she 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 said, yeah, I want to overcome this. I did two sessions with her. Uh, she got back online with me. She goes, she goes, I'm not sleeping good at all. I have this memory. And she was telling me about this memory. I said, well, we have to deal with this. And we started dealing with this. And we got through that first session on dealing with that one issue. And she says, you know, I can't do this. Can't do this. This is bringing up too much stuff I don't want to think about. I don't want to. You know, I, I said, look, I said, let's not leave it hanging like this. This is not good. OK, let, let's 
let's put a let's put a cap on it. Let's move, you know, put an end on it, put a put a cap on it so we can seal it up and then we can go. No, I don't want to do that. And she and she left it. And it was unfortunate. Uh, it, it hurt my heart that she didn't want, but I knew I could I, I knew I could fix it. I knew I could I want to say fix it. I knew I could help her overcome those those thoughts. But she had a vested interest in holding on to those things because it was part of her identity. Okay, it's it sounds weird, but that's what it's it's no different than a than a than a person being in an abusive relationship. They don't want to be abused, but they're not willing to leave the relationship because it's a part of their identity, either from the length of time they've been together, they don't fear of not finding somebody else, and all these other weird things that people think about. But yeah, there have been some 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 cases that unfortunately I've not been able to uh, help to the extent that I wanted to simply because they cut mm. ties and they didn't want to pursue it and go forward. Uh, on a positive note, I don't know if you get a chance to ever reflect uh, upon your own self, but um, hopefully you realize and can appreciate uh, how much you do help people. Uh, how does oh, it feel? How does it feel to be able to help people? Well, you know what? I've, again, I, I believe that, that I probably should have been where I'm at today a long time ago. Okay. And uh, I, I've always been one of these people that want to help people always, even as a kid, I would go out of my way to help people. And, and that, and uh, uh, I don't, I don't like to see unjust things. Uh, I've allowed my mouth to get me in trouble sometimes just because I speak up about stuff. Okay. Uh, I, I, I feel very blessed for uh, having the ability to do what I do. Uh, people have always been able to talk to me for whatever reason. I mean, I could go, I could go into a grocery store and say hello, and people will just talk, okay? And I have no rhyme or reason why, they just do. Uh, and I, I have to step back sometime because I'm a very empathetic person. So I have to step back sometime to, to put that that uh, that protection around me, to not allow the things that I do and I work with people on to affect me in such a way that's going to be an, in, in a negative way. Uh, so I do have to I have to do I do have to pay attention to that. Uh, in these, have you seen an increase in in your business because of everything going on with people with uh, stress and anxiety? Well, not yet, but it's coming. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's, it's like, it, you know, it comes, it, it usually takes about 30 days, you know, it is the wake. The boat is going forward and the wake it produces, that wake continues on and it's going to, it's going to, it's going to follow it and uh, give it about 30 days. Uh, and then, yeah, they're going to, they're going to be contacting, they're going to be looking for ways to get, relieve this stress. Uh, if it continues on the way that things are continuing on uh, and that we're being told. Uh, so, yeah, I expect that within the probably the next two or three weeks. And you'll be there to help people. So that's, that's yeah, I'm, I, I'm here. I mean, I just like I say, I, <laughs> it, I, I normally do about six, seven sessions a day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, starting at about seven o'clock in the morning, my time because of the time differences of people and sometimes going as late as eight o'clock at night on my, in my time. Uh, so it, you know, that's a busy day and that's a very exhausting uh, day. Uh, my wife tells me, look, you need to put a timer in front of you and, and that, cause I always say, okay, it's going to be about an hour and 15 minutes and then an hour and a half, 40 minutes later, you know, cause I always want to make sure that people are, are, you know, th that I help people and I kind of, you know, I go outside the scope of, of what we're there sometimes for just, you know, trying to give them life coaching, you know, think about this, you know, that, that type of thing. Uh, so it, it's, it's, it, it's, I, I really am blessed for being able to do what I do. So when people are looking for you, um, what would make a good client? As well as what what what's a bad client for you? Who who are you looking for? And not well, looking for? A, a bad client is somebody that comes in and says, "Well, you know what? I'm here. 
my wife told me to come here and try this. I said, well, we're done. Because hmm. if you're going to try it, try is a fake word. Try is, try is a word that I, all my clients, there, there are three words that, that, that you must eliminate from your language. That's try, but, and uh, can't, okay? You need to eliminate those words from your vocabulary. Uh, because try, you're either going to do it or you're not. There is no try. Try is a fake word. If you want to find out who your friends are, call them and say, hey, I'm moving. Can you help me this weekend? And if they say, well, I'll try to be there, they ain't coming. <laughs> okay? They're not coming. All right? Now you know who your friends are. So uh, a, a good client is is somebody that wants to make changes. They're willing to follow instructions. They may not understand the process. Uh, a lot of people, when they get to me, they literally tell me, Wayne, you're my last hope. I've tried everything else. I've gone to doctors. I've, I've got the pills. They don't work. Uh, I've done I've done talk therapy. It doesn't work. It hasn't helped. Dot 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 dot. And I'm I'm saying, look, I'm. I wish you had seen me first. Okay, because literally, when I can tell a person that on an average my clients are with me, you know, three to five sessions. They hear that and they go, well, that's kind of hard to believe. I'm, I've spent the last five years in therapy and it's not helped. Well, I, I don't know what to tell you. Said, go through the process and we'll see. I said, if you want to continue to go through your therapist and have a chat with them, that's fine. But let me, let's solve the problem first and then go. Because see, as a hypnotist, I don't care about the history. How you got where you're at, why you're where you're at and all that. I don't care about all that. It doesn't, it, it makes no, has no bearing on what my role is at all. I deal with the issue. Okay. If you're, if, if you can't sleep at night, I'm dealing with that. And we'll go back because in hypnosis, once you can, people can lie to me. People can, if they'll tell me as much as, or as little as I want to know. But once I get them in hypnosis, the one person they can't lie to is themselves. Because when I'm asking the questions and giving directions as they're in hypnosis, they, they can't lie to themselves. They have to deal with that process. And that's the difference between a talk therapist and a hypnotherapist. We're not interested in doing a lot of talking between, between each other. Because when I put a person in hypnosis, if I, ask, if I ask them a question, I'll have them move a finger to give me a response, but they'll never answer me while they're in hypnosis. I don't, that's not my, that's not, that's not what I do. So they don't have to worry about that. And the, and, and the, the weight, when I tell a person that, that you can see the stress just leave their body because the last thing they want to do is show up at another stranger's place and regurgitate everything that they said 15 times before. And feeling embarrassed and this and all of this, you know, ashamed or whatever the case may be. I don't have to know any of that. I, I just need to know your name and is your credit card good to pay the session? That's it. Okay. Other than anything else, you don't have to tell me anything. Here we go. So, and there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of safety, safety in that for a person. Okay. Uh, because the body, like I say, the body will give me the responses that I need. Can can a can a psychologist um, <clears throat> counteract what you're doing, per se? Um, well, uh, can they counteract? Uh, Could they put a little well, roadblock up or or um, reverse uh, it, what you're it, doing a little bit? You mean after I'm done? Yes. It depends on the individual. If once, now here's the thing about people, and most people are like this. Once they, once their eyes are open to something, their eyes are open to it. it you, you, you can't, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. All right. Once you get as far as you can see, you can always see further. As long as they're going in the direction that they want to go in and that they're feeling good. If they go back to a psychologist, then 
they're pretty much going to be immune to a lot of that stuff, okay? Uh, because I don't want to say, you know, psychology, and I've done a lot of reading and research and, and, and psychology and talk therapy, and, and it's just, it, it's a system that perpetuates no end. To keep the because when you got a person that, that that says, "Well, I've been going to my third therapist for the last five years," why? I mean, there 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 should be a beginning, a middle, and an end here. Where's where's the middle? Where's the end? And you know, psychologists need that because they need the clients. Okay, maybe my business model is not the greatest of solving issues and then have to go out and get new clients. But it's the right thing to do. It's, you know, now I do have clients that I deal with on a monthly basis, but it's more for life coaching, <clears throat> getting a tune up, you know, that they want to come, they, they feel good when they go into that and they can do self hypnosis on themselves. Okay. Uh, I'm a big proponent of, of audio recordings. I do custom audio recordings for people, but only after I go through two or three sessions with them. Because once I go through two or three sessions, I then understand the person and they and I then understand how to word the recording that's going to be best fit their personality and the words to use and and and, and that. So uh, but kind of psychologists reverse it. Mm, I, it would be hard pressed uh, for them to do that if they even went back to the psychologist. Hmm. That's know. a good point. So. Um... So again, we're talking to Wayne Walker, a hypnotherapist, um, is that you don't have to keep going. You don't have to keep, uh, you don't have to go 20, 30, 40 times for, you know, the next three years. This no, is a, this is a solution. That that's, it's goofy to do. I mean, it just, it's, it's, there's, there's gotta be, and see the problem that we have in the medical community and, and look, our doctors here in this country are some, are some of the greatest in the world or the, the, the training that they have and, they, you know, they serve a purpose. If, if you've got something that's wrong with your kidney, they'll deal with the kidney. But a lot of times when people go into and see the doctor and say, hey, doc, I'm not sleeping well. Uh, you know, I, I'm worrying about this and this and and uh, my kids are this and then we have anxiety. Well, here's a prescription. Because doctors want to hang a label on something. They don't want the person walking out and say, well, hey, I, Dan, if I know, I don't know what your problem is. They don't, they, they can't do that. They won't do that. They have to, they have to, to solve something. And I, I really don't like hanging labels of anxiety or depression onto a person. <clears throat> All right. Because a lot of times when you hang a label on a person, they live up to that label. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're going to hang a label, let's hang a positive label. Let's see if you can live up to that. Okay. But if you're, if, if, if they're having anxieties or that, see, because anxieties and, and depression is nothing more than a series of anchors and triggers from the past events. That's all they are. You can have a person that went through a traumatic experience and at that traumatic experience, he, there could be an apple pie baking in the oven and when they smell that apple pie, that is the trigger that triggers that emotion because it's tied to it. And every time they smell apple pie or think about apple pie, that emotion comes in. And for the next thing, they go into the anxiety. They go into the depression. Well, let's get rid of the trigger. You know, and we won't let's get rid of the trigger. And you won't you won't have that association anymore. OK. And that's all that it is. It's that it's that simple. It's not it's not complicated. I wished I could say that, you know, I'm an amazing individual. I came up with this and based on my studies and it's just a lot of it's just common sense. OK, if you're drinking your iced tea and you got a straw in the, in the glass and it keeps poking you in the eye and you go, hey, my eye hurts every time I drink my iced tea. Well, why? Well, the truck will take the straw out. <laughs> Solve the problem. Okay. Awesome. Let's not analyze why your eye hurts. Yes, that's it. It's as simple as that. It's really. as simple as that. I mean, I mean, I, 
you know, it's as simple as that. It's, you know, people say, well, I ha smoking. I said, well, I have a habit of smoking. No, smoking is not a, 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 an addiction. I'm addicted to nicotine. No, you're not. You have a habit. Well, no, I'm, a, I'm addicted to it. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Do you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, have to have a cigarette? Well, no. Well, then you're not addicted. It's a habit. Because you can, you can, you can gauge a person when, they, when their feet hit the ground in the morning, they've got a process to when they smoke. They have the first cigarette when they would take coffee. And then when they're in the car, they're on the way to work. And they go to work and, oh, my next break is 11 o'clock. They're outside. So everything is done on a schedule. It's, it's a habit, okay? Nicotine leaves the body in about 24, 48 hours after the lifetime you have nicotine. So there's no residuals on that. It's a habit. And that's why partly I have the high success rate that I do. Uh, with uh, people stopping smoking. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's fascinating. I can see why you love it. Um. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where, where I, I try to get to, to, the, to look at things in as simple a way of process as possible. Okay, I try not to be too complicated with what I do. Uh, and that has served me very, very well. And it puts people at ease because I'm able to explain it in simple ways to make them comfortable. And when I put when I put a person into hypnosis and they come out for the first time, the number one word that I hear as soon as they come out is wow. Wow. That's the that's the number one word that I hear. And they look at me with a befuddlement of amazement, of, of excitement, of, of this, you know, and it, and it just, it's a really, really neat feeling to be able to lead people down to that, down that path. You know, and one of the analogies that I use with people is, look, I want you to imagine yourself that you're an instrument, okay, and you play your instrument. As a matter of fact, you're the only person that can play your instrument. You're the best player of that instrument. I said, now me, I don't know how to play your instrument. I don't want to know how to play your instrument. But I'm a conductor. I am going to conduct you in such a way that by the time where our time is done with each other, that you're going to play your instrument and know more about your instrument than you ever have before in your lifetime. And I said, if you're willing to follow that process with me, I will be on your Christmas card list for years to come. Perfect. And then they go, okay, <laughs> you know, and that's the way that I, I, I explain things to people. And it's, uh, you know, cause it's people, people want results and pills, pills aren't it. Pills aren't it. So Wayne, uh, Wayne Walker again, how, how does somebody get in touch with you? How do we reach out to you and, and, and contact you? Uh, my website is rmhypnosis.net, which is reflective mind hypnosis. Uh, my email address is wayne at rmhypnosis.net. Uh, my phone number is 956-622-7989. Contact me either one of those three ways. Uh, I answer my own phone. I don't have a receptionist. Uh, most of the time, everything is forwarded to my cell phone. Uh, so they're always able to get in touch with me. Uh, and that's the best way to, that's the best way to do it. I always tell people, go to my website, look everything over. That way, it'll write down your questions so when we get together, I can answer your questions and uh, uh, we can figure out the best approach for you. Uh, and then if I don't think that I can help you, I'm going to let you know. I mean, because I want to make sure that, you know, what, our time together is productive. Awesome. Well, we'll throw all your links up on the video and also in the description so everybody can reach out to you. I, I highly recommend it. I. I uh, have not worked with Wayne personally, but I have been hypnotized before, and it's, uh, for me, awesome. Well, you know what? It's one of those things where, where when I meet, when I first meet people and I'm interviewing them, I always ask them what their religious affiliation is. And people kind of look at me and say, well, that's kind of weird. Why do you do that? And says, well, I need to know what your perspective is, what your belief systems are in order to, in order to help you correctly. Because if you're an agnostic or if you're an atheist, and I'm 
coming from the point of view of a Christian, then those two aren't going to match up. So I have to know that information. The other thing is, is I, I tell people, if, if, you're, if, you, if you pray, if you're a religious person, you pray. Do a couple of hypnosis sessions with me, and I will take your prayer sessions to a whole different level. Because prayer and hypnosis are one and the same. If you look back in history of the wording that the, uh, the priest and the preachers and pastors used to use about prayer, they used the term of going into prayer. I'm going to go into prayer. If you're going to go into somewhere, that means it's a different location. And if it's a different location, that's in the subconscious mind. So prayer and hypnosis are one in the same. And once you get to that level, if you approach it from that perspective, you're going to have a completely different relationship with your creator because you're going to be communicating on a completely different level. It's not going to be a superficial, hey, good Lord, please bless me. I have this. I really want this. And that. it goes above and beyond that. It gets down into because a lot of times we have to be quiet in order to hear. Perfect. Thank you, Wayne. I appreciate it. It was it was You're awesome welcome. talking to you. And I, I think welcome. you can definitely help some people out with everything going on. Thank you so Thank much. You. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you're looking for social media content for your contracting business, painting contractors, carpenters, electricians, any type of contractor, please check us out on Instagram at Amato Media or check us out on LinkedIn. We can definitely help you all out. So have a great day.